my goodness. Bear witness to the greatest park has ever created. The smelling salt starring Mr. Moonshine. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Fimo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Loma. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Canella. Left hook, white crowds, smelling salt. Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Charlo. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Spence. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Bud. I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Fury. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. Wilder. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. AJ. Yeah, yeah, get the smelling salt. You know who I'ma knock him out, get the smelling salt. Punch. Already know this is punk, drunk, boxing, aka Mr. Moo. Shine himself, aka La Bobo, aka La Sazon, aka El Borracho, and on Sunday, aka El Pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this side of heaven. God bless you all. Woo, what a crazy, crazy week of boxing it is, it was, and it's still ongoing. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know what started with the press conference Canelo Alvarez, the cash cow, the four division world champion, current. Unified super middleweight champion of the world, Canelo Alvarez and Caitlin Plant, IBF super middleweight champion. Yo, the press conference was lit. Fire, fuego, boiling water, volcano. <laughs> yo, it was on fire. And this, yo, that press conference is what's needed in boxing. That level of promotion is what's needed in boxing. I love how both men cut their promo. Beautiful. Beautiful job by Caitlin Plant for getting, for getting Canelo Alvarez to that type of state of mind that he wants to come at you verbally and physically. We ain't never seen uh, Canelo Alvarez like this, y'all. We ain't never seen Canelo Alvarez like that. And yo, shout out also. Let me, I got to give credit where credit is due. Canelo Alvarez, English teacher, I'm giving you all the credit. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this side of Canelo. Thank you for creating and helping to create this new Canelo. Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Reza Ramon Canelo Alvarez. Tony Montana. Canelo Alvarez. Yo, I love, I love this, this new person had this new character that Canelo Alvarez, you know. And yo, if y'all, if y'all subscribe to my YouTube channel, Punch Run Boxing. Also subscribe to the Instagram. Also subscribe. You know, Instagram is Punch Run underscore boxing on Twitter. You can follow me on Mr. Moonshine, right? Um, 10 on my, on my channel, one of the latest videos. And I read a comment there. I forgot who's the name, but it had me laughing, right? Because he said, you know, Canelo Alvarez is usually serious. And not, not, he didn't say bored, but like kind of serious, kind of laid back during his promotion while he speaks Spanish. Man, this newfound Canelo Alvarez, he got a whole different type of personality when he speaks Spanish. <laughs> when he speak English, I'm sorry. You know it all started with Bubu Andre after his last fight, after he beat um Billy Joe Saunders to unify the titles. And Bubu Andre, who's a 160-pound um WBO champion of the world, Bubu Andre that been chasing Canelo Alvarez for quite some time. They could have done the the undisputed um fight, you know, in the middleweight division, but you know, business business just just did, um stopped it from coming through fruition. But Bubu Andre tried to crash the <laughs> Bubu Andre Demetrius Andre tried to crash the pre, the post the post fight conference, and Canelo Alvarez came over to English man get the fuck out of here man who are you get the fuck out of here man, <laughs> and he brought out that that Canelo to this press conference in which I do feel like it was necessary yo it was necessary. The way these guys cut the promo because a lot of people don't know Caitlin Plant like that you know Caitlin Plant from Tennessee. Um, he's one of the elite fighters in, in, in the division, but he's not a pound for pound fighter. Not yet. That, you know, he got to, he got to be Canelo Alvarez to be that. But 
Um, a lot of people don't know Canelo Plant if you're not around the sport of boxing, right? So Canelo Alvarez needed to go to his bag. He needed to promote this fight because you know you got to get that back and pay per view money, all right? So Canelo Plant did what he needed to do on the mic, and Canelo Alvarez needed to do what he did on the mic, and it went further than just doing it on the mic. Pause. Um, Canelo Alvarez shoved. I mean, it was it, it was it was a face off. Uh, Canelo Plant must have said something. Kayla, um, Canelo Alvarez shoved. Caitlin Plant almost he 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 flinged off the the podium. Caitlin Plant came right back and tried to smack Canelo Alvarez with a left hook smack. Canelo Alvarez dodged the punch. Well, he didn't dodge it. He slipped the punch and hit him with a counter counter left hand that cut Caitlin Plant and followed up with a with a, with a right smack to the to the neck. Gave him a New York City gill. <laughs> if y'all know what a New York City gill is like when I, I just rub your neck real hard and burn your neck, huh? I don't know if they do it nowadays, but you know, I'm not that old, so <laughs> but it was yo, it was it was lit. It was lit, ladies and gentlemen. And um it was a great promo. Everybody everybody was buzzing about it. Matter of fact, even that y'all know that to, that September twenty fifth, this Saturday, we got Anthony Joshua versus Alexandra Pulev, heavyweight, heavyweight unified um bout. And it's funny because a lot of people ain't even, ain't even talking about the Anthony Joshua and the Uzi. Not, not, not necessarily not in America. They still buzzing about the Canelo Alvarez and Caitlin Plant press conference because, yo, that's what needed in the sport of boxing. Look, there's a lot of people that, well, there's a lot of fighters that's lacking self-promotion. And the boxing, the boxing industry lacks that self-promotion. This is why we got the likes of Jake Paul actually succeeding in this sport. Because it just lacks that type of character. Not and, and and look, the sport of boxing. Not everybody got to be rowdy, rowdy. Not everybody got to have this. You know, got to be outspoken like that. But I think it's entertaining. You gotta you gotta remember this sport is entertaining, and you're trying to sell a fight as well. You know, that's why Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor, and that's why he could sell. This is why Jake Paul, like I said earlier, this is why Floyd Mayweather. This is why even even and look, if y'all been following me for quite some times, I've been desperate to see this new this a Latino. You know, machismo um, personality. I'm talking about um, the late Hector Camacho. I'm talking about Ricardo Mayorga. That, that, that lat, Latino he, Eddie Guerrero type of guy. You know what I'm talking about, my friend. <laughs> Canelo Alvarez. Yo, I remember they asked in the, during the press conference. Brian Costa asked um, <laughs> Caleb Plant. Yo, um... And I'm just paraphrasing. What do you feel like you need to do um, to beat Canelo Alvarez? And, and Caitlin Plant said, wrong, wrong, and wrong. <laughs> and a lot of people's also talking about the word, look, um, um, when Caitlin Plant said, man, man, shut up, or you motherfucker, right? Excuse my language, it's a Christian show. And Canelo Alvarez said, well, you're talking about my mother? Huh? You talking about, don't, don't you talk about my mother? <laughs> and it was funny because, of course, Necessarily, you know, it's a slang, you know, it's a slang curse, it's dialect, you know, but, and there's a lot of people on Twitter and, and, and fans are saying, come on, man, I think that Canelo Alvarez blew things out of proportion because he knows he wasn't talking about his mother, he just said the motherfucker, but if Canelo Alvarez just learned a lot, the dialect in, in the English language, it does sound like he's talking about his mother, you know, not, you can't expect everybody to speak the same dialect or the curses, you know, you know exactly what I mean when it's translated. <laughs> so, what the guy, what Caleb Platt said, motherfucker, he said, you don't talk about my mother. <laughs> 
So it was funny, man. Canelo Alvarez was gonna go at Canelo Alvarez. You could talk, about, you could talk about me, but no, my mother. Okay, you could talk, you could say anything about me, but no, my mother. Okay, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Yo, the Canelo, the English-speaking Canelo Alvarez is just—it's like a whole new person, and it's an entertainment, entertaining person. Like I was always looking forward for a Canelo fight, but now I'm looking forward for a Canelo interview, a press, press, presser, post. I will, I want to hear Canelo Alvarez. He fired his translator. <laughs> Canelo Alvarez said, "I don't, I, I don't need you anymore. No, 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 Oh, but Canelo Alvarez means this is my only job. You know, I need, I need, I need the money. Mira, I, I learned the English. That's it. I don't, need, I don't need you, okay? But Canelo, please, you know, I, I've been with you since this, the beginning of the career. Yo, yo estaba contigo cuando pensamos. ¿Y por qué? Ese trabajo que yo tengo. Mira, hey, hey, that's it. Hey, you congratulate me because I learned how to speak English. You should be, so be happy for me. You should be happy for me that I don't need a translator like you. What happened? You're crazy. Excuse me, that's it. You are fired. Like Donald Trump and the apprentice, you are fired. <laughs> it's no fair, que no fair, no fair, vete de aquí, que pasa con usted, eh, you trying to take advantage of me, oh, that's the word, advantage, you know what advantage means, no, que no, no, I'm not trying to take, get out of here, I'm going to the press, okay, to the press conference, I don't need you anymore, get, get the fuck out of here, man, get the fuck out of here, man, <laughs> oh, man, it's a, it's a new improved Canelo Alvarez and entertaining Canelo Alvarez. And you already know, a lot of people always felt that if Latino fighters, you know, the ones that don't know how to speak English, they always say if they know how to speak English, they will make more money. Um, it's, I, I agree. I agree and disagree. I agree and disagree. Of course, it gives you a better chance to, to get commercials and get endorsement and, and you know, you, the fan base, you can bring that other fan base that you can relate to. Right, but when it comes to the when it comes to the sport of boxing, especially in America in the Northeast, the most loyal fan base is the Latino fan base. You know, Latinos and Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. You know, so necessarily he don't really need to learn how to speak English because Latinos know how to speak the language and we understand it real well. But it's his it's his it's his it's, his, it's the way it's his personality has changed when he does speak English. He's funny. When he speak English, his comeback, his sarcasm, it's a different Canelo Alvarez. And I think this is, it's not just about the English language. It's that Canelo Alvarez has a charisma speaking English. He has a, a, a personality. He has, yo, know, he's very funny and he's time, time. He's very timely with it. Um, and that's what it is. You know, <laughs> it's funny. Um, not funny in a bad way, but funny in a good way, in a selling selling point way. So, um, of course, it's gonna be a Barnes and Burner that fight. It's for undisputed. Um, so everything on the line. Canelo Alvarez, if he wins, if he wins he'll be the first Mexican um, undisputed. Uh, will be the first super middleweight undisputed in the history of the sport of boxing. And y'all already know Canelo Alvarez is doing a lot of things, man. He's he and he's still young, man. He's still young. Like I said in the beginning, he's a living legend already, I think so, man. He's a, he's a walking Hall of Famer. He's a walking Hall of Famer. Um, uh, Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao um, has, announced, has announced that that's it. He's going to retire and he's going to go for the presidency. And I got mixed emotions about that. And I'm, I, I got mixed emotions about that. And I'm actually a little bit selfish. Selfish. Because I do believe... That Manny Pacquiao, even though that he lost to Yurudenis Ugas, and congratulate to Yurudenis Ugas. I went to that fight. It was lit. He was out for two years. We already know that Manny Pacquiao is 42 years old. 
And, you know, he's, he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot of fights. And we don't want him to take more punches to the head. But I still think that he still looks special, even though when he lost, because I'm saying he just didn't have the long layoff in his age. He's also, it was, a, it's all, it was also um, a, short, a, short, a short span to, prep, to prepare for you to Dennis Ugas. Y'all already know that Manny Pacquiao was supposed to be Manny Pacquiao versus Earl Spence. And Ugas was a replacement. You understand what I'm saying? So he ain't even went to training camp and to to really to really uh, um, come with a game plan with you, Dennis Ugas, or train for you, Dennis Ugas. You know, it was a whole different type of different whole tip, different type of fighter, um, different type of skill set, different type of approach, or orthodox when he was training for a southpaw. So. With the way with, with with the time with the time frame and everything, I think Manny Pacquiao did a hell of a job. It was a close fight, so he did a hell of a job with all the circumstances. So I just want Manny Pacquiao, an athlete like that, a great athlete and fighter like that. I wish he should ha- he could have a finale fight, like when everybody knows it's gonna be his last fight, you know. And so everybody could watch him by the pay per view and pay homage to the guy that's done a lot for the sport of boxing and done a lot for the for for. Um, for the people outside of sport of boxing. Like I said, he's a humanitarian. You know, Manny Pacquiao, eight-division world champion, five-lineal, 12-time world champion, the ambassador, the senator, the humanitarian, the good husband, the good father, the best karaoke singer of them all, the GOAT, Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, that's the way you got to announce Mr. Ma- Mr. Manny Pacquiao. And now he's going for president, so we got to uh, um, substitute the senator to the Mr. Presidente, Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> But I'm a little selfish. I want to see a fanatic. I want to see one more fight. A rematch will do good, in my opinion. Why not? And he just got to prepare for Ugas. You know, um, I think it will be a good fight. I think it will be a good finale, in my opinion. But if you got to retire, got to retire. But what I mix emotions about is that I don't want to retire for him to become a president because that's a lot of responsibility. If I want to retire, it's because I want the, I want the Manny Pacquiao to relax, that's it, and enjoy. You don't enjoy yourself being a president. You probably got more, you, you, your time will be taken out of your family even more. Yo, I think we've come to, to be honest, I think when you become a president and you actually, you, you become a servant to the people, that's a lot of responsibility. And, and to be honest, you put your family second. You got to put your family second. Into, and yeah, you're going to live with your wife, but you got so many responsibilities. You travel the whole, all over the world. And I know that many Pacquiao could, helps the people, but I think that many Pacquiao could help the people with, without, being that, you know, I think Manny Pacquiao is, is, is beautifully loved. But once you have that power and you don't, you, because I don't think that being a president, you got too much power. I think you're going to, um, I just feel like, man, he's a hero already. And being a president, you become, it's something else, man. And once you become a politic, a politician, even though he's a politician now, but a president, I think that. Just one wrong move, you're going to be hated. You know what I'm saying? Manny Pacquiao is already protected by the people. That's what I like about Manny Pacquiao. And I think that it's almost... eh, I want him to relax, man. Give his wife and give his kids all the time in the world. You know what I'm saying? Give them all the time in the world. You know, you're never going to get it back. I mean, you sacrifice enough. And there's a whole different type of sacrifice, in my opinion. And the sacrifice that I don't think that Manny Pacquiao actually needed. But it is his life. He does what he need to do. Hold that cricket is back. 
The damn cricket is back, y'all. But also, man, a lot of people's talking about. Oh, so changing the subject. Tia from Lopez, George Cambosa. The date is changed once again. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, Tia from Lopez Sr., Tia from Lopez. Um, y'all already know the lightweight king, the lightweight undisputed, lineal, pound for pound fighter. Um, damn, they're gonna ch they changed the date again to October 16th. Now, this is crazy, y'all. I didn't want to do a video about it, but this is crazy. That Tia from Lopez will be George Cam uh, who beat Vasolo Machenko that was regarded pound for pound, one, two, three. You could flip it around October 17th, 2020. Had great momentum. Great relevancy, great momentum. The great momentum, it was so good that when he took the fight, the George Camboso fight to purse bid, Trilla came out of nowhere and, tr and tripled the amount that Bob Arum, top ranker, was trying to give him. Double the amount that what DeJoan Eddie Hearn was trying to give him. And I said, damn, this is a match made in heaven. He did, the, the move was great, was motivational, inspirational. He's had, you know, he wanted to be valued the way he, he felt he was valued. He was undervalued um, by top rank at, the, at that point. And I thought, you know, he was going to get in the ring, probably May, probably June, get it over with. It was supposed to be June 5th. That June 5th, because of Mayweather and Logan Paul, they postponed it. They didn't want to compete in the same weekend. They wasn't even going to compete in the same day. But the same weekend, Trilla, I think they dropped the ball on that one. I said it so many times on my, on my platform. They dropped the ball on that one. Like, I should have used that as an all-star weekend for boxing. And all the media outlets was going to be there. Not only just media, from sports media, but media all over, you know, just regular media. And I think that would have been great promotion. A lot of celebrities was going to be there. That weekend is in Miami. Everybody's having a good time. You should have taken advantage of that opportunity, in my opinion. I think the trailer dropped the ball. Then they rescheduled it to June, Juneteenth. They rescheduled Juneteenth. Um, Tia from Lopez tested positive for COVID, was real sick, so they had to postpone the fight. A lot of people's managers, Combosa, came out and said that he was irresponsible. Um, and people, oh my God, he didn't take the vaccine shot. But at the end of the day, Cambos didn't take the vaccine shot. So I don't know why he was mad. I understand a lot of people was due, it, you know, was ready, prepared. They went to the gym, they did the training. And that's the, that, that's the business of boxing. That's, that's unfortunate, but you can't blame a person for getting sick. You know, I think that's just disingenuous as well. Now, they was going to postpone to the August 14th. Then they postponed it to. Then there was there was thoughts that Tia from Lopez was gonna was going to perform September 11th with. Um, I don't know. It's going to be co-main event to the Oscar de la Hoya or the main event. I don't know. The co-main event to Oscar de la Hoya and v Vitor Belfort. That didn't come to fruition. Then they changed the date. They had the battle with 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 the IBF and gave them a time limit on when they should do the fight because of course everybody was frustrated. Um, Ryan Cavanaugh, the CEO of Triller. Said, all right, we're going to do it October 5th on a Tuesday. Then they then they rescheduled saying that, oh, no, the Tuesday is bad because uh, it was going to get in the way of uh, the MLB baseball playoff. Odd. Like, like it's all, in, in America, it's always going to be some type of sporting event. You're always going to have to compromise the fans some way, somehow, right? And I think it was just, it was different type of fans anyway. You feel me? So they changed it one day before on a Monday, October 4th. A lot of people saying, oh, my God, now they're competing with Monday Night Football. You know, the Raiders are, fa are facing the Chargers. I was happy. I'm from New York, so I don't. that was going to be in, in, in Hulu Theater, MSG. I was happy. I don't give a damn. I'm from New York City. New York City, we never sleep. 
We can go to the club on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It doesn't matter, man. It's the same day. It's not my fault that your Saturday um, is my Monday. <laughs> you know, wherever you at in, in America. When it comes to New York City, your, your Saturday might be my Monday. You know, put it that way. Is it like that? Your Saturday, my Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a whole different type of lifestyle in New York City. So now they postponed the fight to August 16th during a versus series as well. You know, versus is one of the, I think is the best show and the most successful show right now on app on TV. Whatever, and I'm not gonna say TV, but on an app, one of the most successful show with Timberland and Swiss Beats. You know, the co the co um produ what is it the uh, executive producers of that, and they're trying to do it. Um, October 16th, Barclays Center, Brooklyn, where Tiafim Lopez is from. So you interact. The, I mean, you you mix the Tiafim Lopez from Brooklyn, the undefeated, undisputed champion, George Cambosa from the Down Under, Australia. And then you have a versus, which could be we don't. They haven't said they haven't said who's gonna be in it. Um, maybe Busta Rhymes, maybe oh, it could be like Little Kim and Foxy Brown. It could be Busta versus LL. Um, it could be one of those. You know, it's Brooklyn. Doesn't matter, right? Um. So I think I think that. It was. It's. I mean, it seems good, but we just don't trust at this point. Like Triller, it's hard to trust Triller right now. You know, it's hard to trust Triller. It's kind of um, the manager of Tiafim Lopez was not on board for this. He doesn't. I think he don't want to do business with them. But Tiafim Lopez Senior and Tio um, felt like they needed to get this 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 fight done now and don't want to go through legal actions with Ryan Kavanaugh. And I think that they. I mean, look. It was supposed to be a match made in heaven. It was supposed to be good. It was supposed to be inspirational, motivational. It was supposed to be. And now it's like, because I like Trill, I like Ryan Kavanaugh, I like what they're doing. And I just don't want them to treat Tiafim Lopez that way. I think that Tiafim Lopez is one, one of the fighters that, you know, he, he went out there, he challenged himself, he won legacy. You know, he showed the fans that retro mentality, I want to fight the best. He overcame, he was the underdog and he overcame that fight. And I think that he should be, you know, he should he, he should get his flowers and he should be respected of his efforts, you know, and his wins, the way he earned it. Um, that's not the type of fighter that, you, that they you want to disrespect or devalue. You know, you want to keep that value up. So I think it was a good it, it, it's, it's, it's a good move business wise. But for fans, it's frustrating because we want to see Tia from Lopez back in the ring. But we see what's going to happen. I still don't. Don't, I, I can't be fully invested emotionally because we've just been teased for so long that, you know, they're giving us blue balls. You understand what I'm trying to say? They're giving us a damn blue balls. <laughs> Boxing is giving the fans blue balls. We never get what we want. You only tease us and tease us and tease us again. Um, Anthony Joshua versus Alessandro Pulev is a great matchup. It's a great matchup. Um, if y'all saw the press conference, it was kind of boring compared to the Canelo Alvarez and Caitlin Plant. It was boring. Um, maybe it's just a, it's a different type of culture. I don't want to. I, 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 it's not fair for me to to really compare the coaches and expect um, people in the UK going to be like here. Like, I mean, we could be toxic out here as well. And over there is more like a gentleman's sport. You know, I just think that was too friendly in my opinion. Just, just, just too friendly. 
I mean, it's a combat. It's a combat sports. It's like, yo, I understand. Um, everybody's humble about the sport. I'm humble about it. But in the end of the day, man, you coming to get me, man. You could hurt me. You could kill me. You could paralyze me. Like I ain't been trying to be friends with you, man. So I don't see the type of energy. And when I don't see that type of energy, I see too much friend, too much handshake, too much daps. I start thinking like, are y'all there to really hurt each other? Just outpoint each other. It's like there is no animosity. And so I'm like, uh. <laughs> Come on, where's the energy, man? Where's the damn energy? So that's how I feel about that fight. I think that Anthony Joshua is, is, is big. I think Anthony Joshua is getting more shredded for this fight for Alexander Usyk because we already know Alexander Usyk is one of the best technical fighters in the sport of boxing. Was uh, um, undisputed in the cruiserweight division. He have already had two fights in the heavyweight division. And a lot of people feel like his power hasn't translated. He hasn't looked special at heavyweight, you know? And that's what it is. So, if he ain't looked special versus Derek Chisora, who he fought, I think was Washington, the first fight. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I don't get the name right of his first opponent in the heavyweight division. But he didn't look special. He didn't look special in Chicago. He didn't look special in the U.K., and now he's facing Anthony Joshua, who's regarded arguably one of the, the best heavyweight in the world. Of course, some people got Tyson Fury, um, but a lot of people also got Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is, you know, he lost to Andy Ruiz. He's got that win back. He got his get back. Um, Unified only need one more fight so we could see the undisputed. We thought he was going to have it this year, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. But um, Deontay Wilder had that rematch clause, and they, got, they need to fight that trilogy. Good, because in the end of the day, I say this. If we was not going to get the undisputed um, fight with, with, Tate, with, with Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, I said the best fights to be made was the trilogy. If we, if we was not going to get that fight, the fight to be made is the trilogy. And then on Anthony Joshua's side, the Alexander Pulev. Why am I saying Pulev? I was, I was doing a live show, and I kept on saying Pulev. You know what I'm saying? That was Kubra Pula. But Alexander Usyk, I hope I said it right, man. My mind is fried right now. Sorry, folks. I just did a four-hour live show, and I'm doing this podcast, so bear with me. So I started watching. When I'm trying to analyze this fight, I like what I saw with Anthony Joshua and, and Pavetkin um, because he was using a jab. He was using footwork. Um, doubling the jab combination, jab to the solo plex with an override and things of that nature. So I saw, I saw he was very agile that fight versus versus Pavetkin. And if that's the Anthony Joshua that shows up, I think that's one of the. I think that's the perfect Anthony Joshua for Alexander um, um, to fight Alexander Usyk. I think I said Alexander Pulev <laughs> for Alexander Usyk, right? So. Alexander Usyk, who is a, a great technical fighter and probably in the heavyweight division, probably the best technical fighter, you know. I just don't think he's he's long enough, strong enough, and could back up Anthony Joshua. He's going to have to outbox him. He's got he's going to have to, like my boy from the um, the Way In podcast said, Francis, he got he, he, he to gotta not get hit on the entry and on the exit. And he made a great point by saying that because I think that's what he needs to, he needs to do. We can't stay long in, the, on, in line. He got to get his, his he got to pick the pocket and head out. You feel me? So I think Alexandro got, is, is capable of doing that. But if Anthony Joshua has the footwork to trap Alexandro Usyk, I just don't think that he's going to have the type of 
um, punching power to to get Anthony Joshua off him. But these guys are technically sound. A lot of, um, Anthony Joshua he doesn't go like he's he's his approach is not going for it. He sets you up. Um, he capitalizes off countering. And then when he got you hurt, then he's going after you. Or well, the sound of the Usyk, I haven't seen him hurt somebody in a, in a pretty long time. So we'll see what's going to happen with that fight. I, if I go to a decision, if it goes to a decision, in my opinion, I'd be like, damn. Alessandro Usyk must have done something good to get to, to go to a decision. And I won't be surprised if Alessandro beats Anthony Joshua in a decision. But I got this fight. My prediction is Anthony Joshua is going to stop him in the later rounds. Or, the, or they're going to throw in the towel for Alessandro Usyk and let him live to see another day. But boxing is very good, man. It's, 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 very, it's very solid. I can't wait to see these matchup. We got Brandon Figueroa uh, fighting um, Steve, uh, Steph, Stephen Fulton. And I like Stephen Fulton a lot. I, go, I, I predict that he's going to win. He's going to beat Brandon Figueroa. Brandon Figueroa also had COVID. Um, on the on the tier from Lopez and George Cambosa, I got tier from Lopez being George Cambosa. I'm not saying that George Cambosa is not game, is not is not a great challenge. I do think that George Cambosa paid his dues the right way, the proper way, moved up to the ranking the proper way, and worked real hard um, to get to this position. And Manny Pacquiao loves George Cambosa, said that he's the guy that gets him prepared real well. And maybe George Cambosa was not on training camp, and maybe it's the reason why. Maybe because Manny Pacquiao said himself that this guy is the one that prepares me for my last couple of fights. George Cambosa, um, very fast. He's one of the fastest in, in the in the in the lightweight division. I think he throws a lot throw a lot of high volume punches. Um, does he got the type of power to keep um Tia from Lopez off? I don't know, but Tia from Lopez is very, very smart. He's not going in, he doesn't go in there for the kill. Um he does it in a smart way. He's a great counter shot, um, um great counter puncher. He knows that a catch and shoot very, very good. Probably one of the best catch and shoot guys in the sport of boxing. Um, very accurate. Does not waste movement. Does not waste punches. And everything that Tiafimo Lopez, every punch that he throws and lands is like he knows what he's trying to do. What he's trying to follow up with it. I think that um, Tiafimo Lopez is one of the smartest fighters in the sport of boxing. He outboxed the matrix that tells you a lot about Tiafimo Lopez. And even though that he already beat Tiafimo Lopez and the guy that was regarded technically sound, pound for pound number one and stuff like that, I still don't even think that Tiafimo Lopez, Lopez get the credit that he deserves. You know. I think I, I don't know why. Maybe he's outspoken. Maybe his dad is outspoken. They're not trying to get people. Not trying to give the benefit, of, not the best. They're not trying to give him the credit that he deserved. But real fighters, he, real fighters, you know, legendary fighters. Even when he beat Lomachenko, let's remember that Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson congratulated him. Manny Pacquiao, Roberto Duran, Tito Trinidad, um, a lot of legends. Zab Jude, a lot of legends in the game. Give him props. So I got him winning that fight. Now, October 9th, you already know we got Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. And Deontay Wilder had a press conference Zoom call in which I like exactly what the man is saying. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a fan of Deontay Wilder, okay? Been a fan of Deontay Wilder since day one. And I was just not happy with how he took his loss. Um, I just wasn't happy. I think it was a damage to his brand. Um, I don't know if they were trying to start a fight. And I think that just how he treated Mark Breland or the things that he said about him, I just think that it was, it, it was, it's, it's really, I want to see him apologize to the man in person, man. I wish they do it publicly. It's something that, you know, I think it rubbed too many people the wrong way. Even if you're trying to give Deontay Wilder the benefit of the doubt, throwing that man under the bus the way he did and then has no, 
no proof of it. Can't show no proof of it. I think that was effed up. And that's the only thing that probably I I'm, I could hold a grudge with with with, with Deontay Wilder as a fan. But other than that, man, I see a lot of fighters lose. Can't handle losing. Comes with the biggest excuses of the world. Probably excuses that fans would just be turned off. But I still I'm still a fan of Deontay Wilder, and I'm rooting for Deontay Wilder to beat beat Tyson Fury. Now rooting. And picking is two different things. <laughs> Rooting for Deontay Wilder and picking him to win is two different things. If somebody had their money and be like, "Yo, who you, yo, who you should, who should I bet for?" I would say probably Tyson Fury at this point because I do feel that Tyson Fury has Deontay Wilder's number in outboxing, and we, like we saw in the rematch, out slugging him. Yet it's something about Deontay Wilder that I that I, that I admire from the beginning. If you know Deontay Wilder's story, is that he walked into a gym, not to be the greatest fighter ever. He walked into a gym to take care of his family, right? Take care of his daughter, especially his daughter. And he was a fast learner. He won the bronze medal, you know? So one thing that tell, tells me about Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder is a fast learner. What tells me about his freakish power is that he's a freak of nature. And I said this once before. I said Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, he's not getting he's not getting the credit that he deserves in terms of learning fast and learning the craft and being at elite level in this boxing industry. He was never gonna get the credit. He wasn't gonna he was he, I don't think that if he would have beat Tyson Fury after the Tyson Fury layoff and him going through what he was going through, Deontay Wilder was not gonna get the credit. He was favored to beat Tyson Fury the first and the second fight. So I don't think he was going to get his just due. And like I said a thousand times is that in boxing, you get your 100% credit when you beat the odds, when you exceed the expectations. You understand what I'm trying to say? When everybody is against you, you got to beat the odds. That's, that is, it's unfortunate, but that's the way that people give you the credit and, and give you that type of status that you're great. This is the opportunity for Deontay Wilder to do that in the ring because he's done it throughout his life and a career, Right? If he overcomes Tyson Fury with many people, even the pugilist of the game says that Tyson Fury is going to win. If he beats Tyson Fury, then he gets the prize because a lot of people arguably feel like Tyson Fury got his number. That's number one. That Deontay Wilder can't box and all that BS because, damn, if he can't box, how the hell the best boxer is fighting him for the third time? Meaning he was pretty damn good. So... A lot of people feel Tyson Fury is going to be Deontay Wilder, so he's going to come as the Tyson Fury for a long time is going to come as well. Tyson Fury is going to come as the as the as the favorite, you know. One thing I noticed also about Tyson Fury, could he handle success? See, Tyson Fury, I think that he needs to be the underdog. You know, there's some people that likes to that likes to be the underdog, likes to prove people. If he beats if if, if Tyson Fury. Beats Deontay Wilder. What is he proving? Well, a lot of people already right now know feel that he can outbox and outslug Deontay Wilder. Look what he beat Klitschko, ladies and gentlemen. Great win, historic win. And what did he do? He couldn't sustain. He couldn't sustain. He was not strong enough to sustain the victory, to sustain being on top of the world. Maybe he's not comfortable. And now he's going to walk in this. And look, a lot of people have been talking about that he was partying around. Even his father was like he needed his son back here to where he could be focused. So he was not focused again. 
And I'm just assuming he was not focused again being on top of the world and being the best. And Tyson Fury in his, in, in his, in his history has, you know, has been guilty to, to fight to the level of his competition. That's why he's been knocked down a couple of times out of Wallin if it wasn't for the cut. If the, and people didn't want to stop it, they would have stopped it in another fight, but if they would have stopped it out of Wallin, he would have won that fight, I think. And leads to the level of his competition when he's not highly motivated. So what's going to happen in this fight? I think it's all mental at this point. They have fought each other. I know what both of them is bringing to the table. I like Deontay Wilder to dig to the body, works, work, work, work from the midsection and work, work his way up, um, handle the feints real good because I do believe that Tyson Fury got one of the best feints in boxing. And I think that the feints is what sets everything for, for, for Tyson Fury. And if, and if Deontay Wilder don't fall for the feints, Dig to the body, be more athletic than Tyson Fury. I think it's gonna be a whole different type of fight, and I think it, it could go, it could go to the, it could go to a decision if, if he can knock him down or knock him out. But I'm, I just got this feeling that Deontay Wilder is gonna is gonna do something special. I just think so. I just think so. But that's just me. Um, but I could see Tyson Fury also doing what he did to him in the second fight. I think it's going to be a mixture of the of the first and second fight. Could Deontay Wilder sustain the barrage of Tyson Fury like he did Luis Ortiz and overcome and then knock him out? I think that could happen, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's going. I think that's what's going to happen. Throw more punches, and I think it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be better than the second. Than than, than not well, not the second cover. Tyson Fury is a perfect fight, but. I think it's going to be an interesting fight. And I think, I think by the end of the night, people are going to find found a new respect for Deontay Wilder, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a special night for Deontay Wilder. I think he's going to win. <sighs> so, ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know, man, subscribe to the YouTube channel and every other platform to so follow me. And I think, yo, boxing is going to be great. It's great already. And, hey, Check me out, man. I'm going to be, again, I'm sorry for the people out there. I should be doing more of these episodes. But, hey, I'm just one man. I'm just one man. I do. And also, also subscribe to my website, punchrunboxing.net. Oh, and also shout out to Malik Montgomery, Maka Montgomery, and Henry Labazuca, Sereño Martinez. Great performance this past weekend in Bakersfield, California. Um, Henry, Henry Labazuca, Sereño Martinez. Um, won a third third round knockout. Malik uh, Malik Montgomery, one of the fight of the year candidate. Yo, that was a beautiful fight. It was back and forth. It was wow, wow. It was a wow fight. Wow. You want to see heart determination, grit, mental fortitude, testicular fortitude. Man, both men right there. Malik Montgomery and Alim. Um, and his brother Makai had two to, um second round knockout. Beautiful performance as well by him. So it was great, bro. It was it was great to to it was it was it was a great weekend of boxing and now we're heading to another weekend of boxing September twenty fifth and then after that then we got Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder and then after that we got Tia from Lopez George Cambosa New York City Barclays y'all already know man subscribe to the channel love y'all man y'all already know the slogan God first everything second fight plus survive equals true champions love y'all God bless and on to the next. <laughs>